quick legal point. Dobbs being gone does nothing to the lawsuit. Uh, his yes, actions of course, while yeah. he was there, condoned by his employer and in fact defended in their response. That's all you need as yeah. the plaintiff in that lawsuit. I hope you have a good weekend. Best to you and the boy, Anderson. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I am Chris Cuomo. Welcome to primetime. The news world is buzzing about President Biden. Listen. Should former President Trump still receive intelligence briefings? I think not. Why not? Because of his erratic behavior unrelated to the insurrection. I mean, you've called him an existential threat. You've called him dangerous. You've called him reckless. Yeah, I have, and I believe it. What's your worst fear if he continues to get these intelligence briefings? I'd rather not speculate out loud. I just think that there is no need for him to have that, that intelligence briefing. What value is giving him an intelligence briefing? What impact does he have at all other than the fact he might slip and say something? This is all over. Highly controversial. Quick take. By definition, it is not controversial. Because by definition, controversial means you're contrary to the truth. What did the president say that is contrary to the truth? If anything, the president was being too nice. What is shocking here? Of course Trump would leak the information. He leaked to the Russians when he was president. We watched it happen in real time. Isn't it odd that Biden said he is erratic, unrelated to the insurrection? Why unrelated? The man showed he was completely fine with people coming to attack our Congress. That's a good reason for him not to get intel briefings. And why are all these righties wringing their hands? It's not a controversy. It's a non-troversy. One, you know the president doesn't control who gets briefings. Intel does. Two, Trump would have to request one first. And what is the chance of that? This man didn't pay attention to the intel briefings when he was president. And now the Republicans care if a former president gets them. You didn't care that he didn't care about them, but now you care. Just do your damn job and stop stalling. And of course, that's the real story. The clear deterioration of any sense of duty on the right. And what that means to our ability to handle the crises all around us. Because clearly, that party thinks the longer the pain endures, the better it is for them in the midterms. Trump being in the rear view mirror does not mean our problems are behind us. That guy did not take us down alone. And now we see that in the newly minted GOP queue that gives more support to a lying kook who wishes death on Democratic leaders than a member of their own leadership who had the courage to tell the truth about Trump. Think about that. Now, many of you say, why give so much attention to the QAnon lady? Because she is everything that is wrong with them and our state of play. A QAnon kook and the GOP Q just fought for her to be a leader in their ranks. It is the most flagrant example of how toxic things have become. 198 in that party backed up this new rising star. Last night, you heard one of them on this show say she asked for forgiveness. She said she doesn't believe in those toxic hoaxes anymore. Today, she literally laughed in their faces, tweeting, I woke up early this morning, literally laughing 
thinking about what a bunch of morons, the Democrats plus 11, those are her own people, are for giving me someone, giving someone like me free time. Someone like me. She knows she's a kook. She knows she's a hack. She's laughing at the situation, laughing about spreading hoaxes, about 9-11 and about kids dying at schools. It's funny to you. Who's the joke on? That's the question for us. Now, you heard her apologize yesterday, right? Remember, I know the pain and the fear that Dave Hogg had and the other kids. Remember, that was before the vote. What's the test? What do you do once you get what you want? This is what she did. David Hogg was an adult when I talked to him. My voice matters too. And so, no, I'm not sorry for telling him he shouldn't push for gun control. There it is. You see what I'm saying? This is who she is. Literally the lowest common denominator for a party that's all about fishing the, pushing the worst of us. That's why she matters. She is them. She's sorry for pushing hoaxes, she said. Remember that? She said that before the vote. Today, listen. I was in the chamber, unlike AOC, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, that faked her outrage with another hoax. Just another hoax. Oh, another hoax. You mean like the Pentagon not getting hit by a plane? Like Jews shooting lasers at us from space? Like those hoaxes that she still hasn't denied. That's why she matters. This is where petting a snake gets you. Snake bit, chaos, murdering a Capitol police officer, chanting, hang Mike Pence, breaking into the cradle of our democracy with zip ties and weapons, looking for the same men and women who are giving them cover now. Think of how perverse this is. How sick do your intentions have to be to embrace somebody like this? You know, we just learned today, have you heard this? From the acting Capitol Police Chief, 125 officers were assaulted. 125. Over 70 were injured while engaged in hand-to-hand combat with pro-Trump insurrectionists. Assaulted with chemical irritants, tasers, pipes, bats, bricks, and American flagpoles. Now, the party that chooses to ignore that that happened, you have seen no high dudgeon. It took a month for Biden and the Democrats to get an ability to commemorate what happened on January 6th. And now the same people embrace a QAnon kook, the group that was all over the worst acts in that insurrection. And now what happens? See, it keeps getting worse and you have to identify the pattern because it makes everything make sense. The QAnon lady, well, that'll be the end of it. Two House Republicans today fined $5,000 apiece for refusing to go through security screening to enter the House floor. Andrew Clyde of Georgia and Louie Gohmert of Texas. Talk about elitist. Too good for safety. So much for the party of law and order, right? This is why other members of Congress are scared. Who won't go through a security check? What do you got to hide? But I'll tell you what, the QAnon kook is right about one thing, and it's this. Teaching people to hate and addicting them to it is killing our country. (laughs) Ironic. 
right? She would know, right? That's what she was doing. She did it on purpose to bring herself into some kind of notoriety because there's no difference, right? Fame, infamy, what's the difference now in politics? As long as you're known, right? And it brought her in the warm bosom of the GOPQ, the party that is all about animus. So why harp on her? Why harp on this? Because it is a metaphor for the madness in our midst. Why do you think Democrats can't get a deal? Why was the pandemic relief delayed for seven months when they were in charge of the Senate? Why didn't they want us to have an HLS, a Homeland Security head right away? Why does the hate parade over on Fox coax you to hate me and anyone who tests their toxicity? Because this is where we are. We were not one Trump away from nice, from stable. This didn't happen because of him alone. It is who and what remains. This is the state of play. Own it. See it for what it is. It is not an aberration. The question becomes, what will be the GOPQ's next step to cause chaos? Let's tap the brains of John Harwood and Michael Smirkanish. Now, Brother Smirkanish, I was with you. You're a mentor to me. You're a big brother. Listen to you on the radio, follow you on the radio, uh, and uh, lean on you here. I get it. It's good for business, courting angry whites. I can't believe it's just about that anymore. This has got to be a step farther afield. They did not need to embrace a QAnon kook this way, who went bad on her right away, just to have white people vote for him, did they? You know, I want to tie this to some other events that are in the news tonight as I answer your question. Lou Dobbs getting canceled. Rudy Giuliani, speaking of radio shows, now having an embarrassing disclaimer that airs on WABC before you hear his voice. Mike Lindell's so-called movie now with a very lengthy disclaimer. The only folks who didn't get the memo are the RNC. And Chris, I do think it's all about winning. Political parties exist for one purpose. It's to win. Kevin McCarthy and company made a calculation this week that they can't cut loose the fringe. They need her in the tent and they need Liz Cheney in the tent. And that's the decision that they made. And in the short term, it may work in Georgia's 14th, but it's gonna cost them in suburbia all across the country. Yeah, because it's not a tent, it's a zoo, John. And my concern about it is, I don't care what happens in either of the parties, right? For me, it's about, well, what is the culmination of it? You're not gonna get a deal done on relief. You're not gonna get a deal done on the pandemic. You're not gonna get a deal done on anything because opposition is the elixir for them. Am I wrong? Well, we are going to get a deal on relief, and it's going to pass the Congress. It's just going to be a deal within the Democratic Party. Yeah, that's not Maybe a deal. Maybe a couple of Republicans. Uh, well, uh, if it passes and the checks go out, that's a deal. Well, it's a law. Um, I'm saying look, we've got you a- won't see the two sides come together. You know, fair point that you may be making uh, is the Democrats have some devil in the details on their own side. But you know what I'm saying. They're not going to have bipartisanship. Look, uh, the Republican Party is a diseased institution at the moment. They, uh, you know, you talk about them accommodating Marjorie Taylor Greene. They need people like Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, at the grassroots, uh, and that's going to be reflected in the Congress. The energy, the intensity from the most extreme elements of that white working class base 
are vital for the Republican Party to compete in elections. Yes, as Michael said, they drive away college-educated uh, whites, uh, but they uh, were quite competitive in this presidential election with Joe Biden. Yes, he, he lost decisively, uh, but uh, Donald Trump was within striking distance if had a, a few states tipped the other way. They did quite well in congressional elections. They gained seats in the House, uh, and they ended up 50-50 in the right. Senate. So this is the way the Republican Party has evolved. Let's step back and look Devolved. at the big picture. In the mid-1960s, in the mid-1960s, 80% of Americans were white Christians. Now it's under half. And there's a segment of that group, as we move closer to becoming a majority-minority country, which will happen within about 20, 25 years, who feel desperate that they are losing their place, especially the evangelical, the small town and rural, the lesser educated uh, people who think the culture is changing and the economy is changing to their disadvantage. Right. Their fear, their anxiety is what is the propellant for the Republican coalition right now. Marjorie Taylor Greene is tapping that. Donald Trump tapped that better than anybody. Uh, Michael, last point to you. The next big moment is the trial uh, that begins next week. Uh, the trial, of course, uh, off the impeachment of the former president. Do you think that this is an accelerant or do you think both sides just wanted to get it over with? The latter. I think it probably ends by a week from tomorrow. I think that each side is going through the motions that they feel obligated to portray. It'll take the oxygen out of the out of the room for another week of the Biden administration. And, and then I think we're truly beyond it. I, I find the the lack of statement of any interview. I know he's restricted on social media, but the, the way that President Trump is in hiding is really stunning. And I think it's to keep his head down and just get through next week. We will see and we'll do it together. Gentlemen, some peace for you this weekend with your families and thank you for helping the audience tonight. John Harwood, Michael Smirconish. Now tomorrow marks one month since the attempted coup at the Capitol. Can you believe that? But for all the videos that you've seen from that horrific day, there is one that you may not have, certainly that may have gone without notice. Yet it is the most disturbing of all. Michael Smirconish just mentioned it. We're going to sift through what plays exactly as propaganda, a propellant for more violence. It is literally a radicalization video. We're going to look at it, thinly disguised messages, to let you see what the risk is of what could be to come. I am not being playful when I say they released the Kraken. These extremist groups have been desperate for a way into mainstream dialogue, and Trump gave it to them. You need to watch this to understand what to watch out for. Next. Would you please take a look at a video with me? You may not have seen this, or really, you may not have thought about it, but you must. It mattered on January 6th, and it could be a key to what happens next. This video played at a Trump rally just hours before the Capitol attack, right after Rudy Giuliani called for trial by combat. Here's a piece. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself but not the citizens of our country. 
That all changes starting right here and right now. Right side broadcasting network. That is going to be something that gets researched. Why? Listen to my next guest, a scholar of propaganda who has decoded every frame of this video for the website Just Security. Yale professor Jason Staley. Stanley, good to see you, professor. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. So I see this and I say, yeah, it's, uh, it's Trump uh, campaign uh, piffle with music underneath. You see something else. How? Well, you, the video opens with a Hollywood sign that was omitted in what you showed. And then it goes to Biden with a vacant expression and then shifts to Senator Schumer with a kente cloth and Pelosi flanked by two Jewish congressmen, Nadler, Representative Nadler, and Representative Schiff. So what is being told to us? The elites have betrayed you. Who are the elites? The people who control Hollywood. Who is Biden controlled by? Well, he's controlled by Chuck Schumer. Why is Chuck Schumer wearing a kente cloth? Well, in anti-Semitic ideology, Jews foment racial division by Uh, in order to take over. They push, in the KKK ideology, they push uh, for racial division. They push for a race war in order to divide the country. So the the Jews are controlling Pelosi. The Jews are the elites that have betrayed you. How have they betrayed you? They've betrayed you into wars. They've betrayed you. They've betrayed the white working class into poverty. And who is the representative who's going to save you from the elites, the ones who control Hollywood, the Chuck Schumers, Donald Trump. How can you know that this is their intention and not something that you're just describing? Uh, The way politics works is uh, you can never know. There's always plausible deniability. But Hollywood, who in anti-Semitic ideology, uh, we've got uh, Hollywood is controlled by the Jews. Chuck Schumer wearing a kente cloth. This is the kind of thing that's deeply embedded uh, in our social memory. So you think whoever did this knew what they were doing. And of course, it winds up being no coincidence that they just gave someone a pass who believes in an organization that says Jews shoot lasers from outer space uh, to start wildfires. Let's play the next part, uh, which you believe is a thoughtful evolution uh, of argument um, and really chaos. Listen to the next piece of the video. What do you see? We see the years before coronavirus, when Trump ruled, when Trump shoved the elites aside and was the dear leader of the country. He restored our great military, the sign of all authoritarians. Uh, the military, the, uh, he restored our manufacturing center, uh, sector. We saw before a decrepit uh, pickup truck. Now we see these new pickup trucks rolling off. We see people weeping in joy at seeing their leader uh, and in adulation. We don't see democracy here. We see a single leader. We don't see the Republican Party. We see one single leader ruling over a happy nation. 
We see no racial division. We see a black man and a white man joined together in adulation. We have achieved, we have defeated the elite. So how is that any different than any other campaign video that people put out? Uh, there's no symbol of democracy here. Uh, as I, as I talk about in the piece, uh, I don't want to compare Trump to Hitler, but it's don't. fascist propaganda. We're look, right. we're fascist propaganda we're looking at. All right, there's so I hear you on that. that. So then there comes to this key element of what they want to do with this video, which makes the timing disturbing in hindsight, because this was what a lot of that group that went to the Capitol was watching before they went. So let's watch this next piece. <laughs> It's interesting. When I watched this, uh, I saw that Biden smile and I said, oh, that's weird. They've got a nice shot of Joe Biden in there. You say, no, not a nice shot by design. Why? Uh, it's betrayal. It's that Biden appears right in the frame right before Barr is testifying. So there's two things that we're seeing. Biden is obviously smirking there. And he said and what's being suggested is that the, the court attack on Trump is an illegitimate attack on our leader. And then COVID, of course, the Trump Trumpism, if you look at these far right websites, they promote COVID denialism. So the idea, so why are the streets empty? Why are why are why is everything closed? Why is the glory of the Trump years shut down? Because of an invention, COVID, because of treachery. The elites are back, they're betraying us. Political violence requires a justification. Political violence requires a reason. This video is giving a reason. It's saying that we have been betrayed by the elites. COVID was a sham. COVID has destroyed our economy as a way of tearing us apart. And, and we need to restore our leader in order to restore uh, the glory of Trumpism. You know, ordinarily, when I would have these conversations over the years with people in your position uh, or sociologists, I'd say, all right, all right, I think you're being a little hyperbolic. The scary thing about this, Professor Stanley, is we know what happened after they saw this video. And it is frighteningly aligned with exactly your representation of the same. Thank you for this. Uh, and we have to beware of what these messages can do in their resonance. And that's what we're watching for next. Professor Stanley, appreciate you. Now, let's talk pandemic. And let me start a little differently. All right. There is good news about what's happening in this country with coronavirus. I just don't know that it will continue. There is good news about the vaccine. OK, so I'm going to bring in our chief doctor, Sanjay Gupta, who has a surprise for you. But what he sees that could be good if we do certain things, what he sees about the vaccine, and then a special treat, a surprise for Friday night from Dr. Gupta. Next. Good statistic, COVID vaccine doses administered outnumber new cases 10 to one. It should be that way, by the way, uh, because of how much volume we have with the vaccine, but it's still good. And those are the kinds of numbers we need if we're going to win variants and cases versus vaccine. We want to keep seeing cases going down. That means masking up. We know that. OK, 
We also need to start getting the language right. Have you been hearing the words variants and strains kind of interchangeably? They're not the same thing. When a virus becomes stronger, then it's a new strain. Okay, so it's a meaningful distinction. And two of the strains already here appear to be more contagious. With the strain linked to the UK on track to become the predominant one next month. Okay, so when you hear strain, your ears should peak up a little bit more. All right. Now, the only way you get to the finish line is by taking big steps. That's why you see places like Yankee Stadium becoming mass vaccination sites and the NFL committing to use every single stadium. You've got to get a lot of people in, keep them safe, get them vaccinated, get them out. There's been a lot of talk about treating this like a war, but it's taken more than a year to actually put troops in the field. To be honest, this is all talk, no walk. It's a mistake. The last administration didn't even plan for its own success in getting the vaccine because they didn't plan to administer it. Now you're going to have a thousand troops to help FEMA. The goal is for them to ramp up to another 450,000 vaccines a day. Now that would be on top of the one point, you know, three million shots uh, that we're up to every day. Some places are still doing better than others. West Virginia, 85% of the doses uh, they've done have gone into arms. That's good. This isn't just about finishing at the top of the class. Those numbers have a real impact on lives in West Virginia. We're talking about 40 to 45% fewer funerals. Thank God for that. Half as many people needing to go to the hospital. Thank God for that. It all works hand in hand. West Virginia, serious about mandating masks still. Meanwhile, you got Iowa. The governor just said that they are lifting all mandates on masks, all mandates on crowd size and other public health measures. Why? Their positivity rate is three times the national average. Their vaccination rate is 47th in the country. Do you know what that is? It's poison thinking in the time of a pandemic, an extension of the GOPQ. This isn't about party. Both governors have an R next to their name, West Virginia and Iowa. But it's telling that the one thing that you hear from both of them, they need more supply. Listen. We need vaccines and feel we're, we're trying. We're writing letters and our congressmen are, are pushing and trying to help. Other than me just running up there and sitting on somebody, I, you know, I, we, we are, we're doing everything. It's, it's coming from all fronts. Join QAnon. That may get the party behind you. The president, Biden, is now using the Defense Production Act to try to boost uh, production with Pfizer. OK, but the vaccine isn't the only option. That's why he's also talking about increasing at-home tests and more masks. Let's bring in the chief doctor, Sanjay Gupta, to discuss the need. Let's start with the good news. How do you see it? Chris. Well, you know, cases are down 15% from last week. Hospitalizations down 12%. Those are good numbers. Death rate is still plateaued. But as you, as you know, Chris, uh, that's, that's the last indicator. Um, the, the vaccine news is good, Chris, as, as you point out. And all the discussion about the strains, as you correctly, uh, you know, correctly define them, um, we, th- there is evidence that these vaccines do work for what is most important with these strains, which is to decrease uh, hospitalizations, uh, nearly eliminate deaths. I mean, you know, 75,000 people in these clinical trials, Chris, who received a vaccine and in places like South Africa and Brazil and the UK, where these strains have been circulating for some time, they worked well in those places as well. So, you know, that's the good news. 
how much more of this, because they are so much more transmissible, how much of a problem is that going to cause going forward? How many more vulnerable people will become infected that otherwise wouldn't have over the next couple of months before the vaccine race can sort of be, you know, before the vaccines can catch up? That's the real concern right now. The Iowa mentality is the problem. That word of the vaccine and that numbers are going the right way mean that masks don't yeah. really matter anymore. What's the converse? Well, the, the, the idea that you would do that at this point, you know, that you would start because, you know, we're, we're this home run touchdown society. The vaccines are in sight and they are amazing. There's no question about it. But this is not the time to be lifting those types of basic, you know, health measures. You know, Chris, th- th- that's the thing that has struck me throughout this, this entire pandemic. You know, I hold up these masks, N95 here, KN95 here got these surgical masks here, whatever it is, if you wear one of these things, even besides a vaccine, this is kind of like bubbling yourself, right? I mean, you do this when you go into high-risk situations, that makes a huge difference. You got these states that still, so many months into this pandemic, uh, despite the evidence, you see, you see states that have mask mandates reduce their growth rate of hospitalizations, not just the number of hospitalizations, they take the fuel out of the fire of the inertia of hospitalizations, and it happens fast. 5.5% drop within a couple of weeks, that makes a big difference. So it's, it's, it's really frustrating and, you know, frankly, really disheartening to see these types of measures getting lifted because people will unnecessarily uh, get sick and so close, really, in the scheme of things to the finish line. So starting next week, uh, the time is now for me in terms of accountability for the new administration. What do they know about their inventory and their supply? When are they going to get more masks out there? What is the timing on these things? It's time for action. They've had time to ramp up. They've had time to plan. And now we're going to have to start pushing uh, as long as it doesn't have to do with Congress, because we know that's not going to go anywhere next week with the impeachment trial. Hmm. Now, the Friday night surprise. Keep sharp, building a better brain at any age. Now, this book was suggested to me. I won't say by who. As something I need. You trying to tell me something, Gupta? <laughs> no, Chris, it's just because I love you like a brother. You know, I mean, th- th- this, uh, this, no, seriously, come on, you know that. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I, I, I spent a lot of time on this book, and, you know, I, I am a neuroscientist, I'm a neurosurgeon, and I was hearing from all these people working in the field for some time that at any age in your life, you could continue to build new brain cells. I found that just that simple statement to be deeply inspiring. You used to think that, look, when you're a baby, your brain's still forming, you can make new brain cells. Maybe in response to an injury like a stroke or traumatic brain injury, maybe you can make new brain cells. The idea that your brain can continuously get sharper throughout your entire life, uh, A, that's inspiring. B, how do you do it? And that's what the book is really, really about. And uh, if it was me who suggested this book to you, which I, I think that's what you're suggesting, it is purely out of love. You got a sharp brain, Chris? Keep it that way. I'm just saying, I got a phone call this morning. You really need this. I'll tell you about it on the show. I probably shouldn't have left it to live television <laughs> to find this out. But uh, give me a little taste of what people will uh, get to understand about uh, the, you know, the idea that you get older, your brain declines, and that's just how it is. Why yeah. does it not have to be that way? Yeah. Well, so, so uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, we, our brains are kind of like how we're living our COVID life right now. We, we use all of our brains, but right nowadays... Uh, you know, you're at home, you drive to the studio, maybe to the grocery store, kids' school, and that's it. You know how to do all that really well. In your brain, the metaphor would be we use 10 to 20% of our brain 80 to 90% of the time. Um, if you start to use other parts of your brain, 
you start to build cognitive reserve, cognitive resilience, some call it, that is a, it's a pretty amazing thing. When you do that, it's kind of like building new roads in your brain that you can travel on. And you're accessing different parts of your brain, which helps you now. You may connect patterns that you otherwise wouldn't see. But more importantly, the roads that you've gotten so used to traveling within your brain, if one of them becomes blocked for some reason, amyloid plaque, tangles, things like that that we associate with dementia, if you have no other way to get through the, to the di different destinations in your brain, you're going to have cognitive decline. You'll start to have memory loss. My point is this. Um, if, you, if you can build up that reserve in your brain now, it helps you now. It's kind of a fun thing to do. But it can actually help protect you later in life. Is it something do you, you can do later in life, too? In your brain? Can you do it later in life? Yeah, can you start I mean, at I, any time? You can build, All right. yeah, you can build these new brain cells at any, at any point. If those roads become blocked, you have other roads to choose from, you're not going to feel the symptoms. That, that's the key. There's 47 million people in the country right now, if you were to scan their brains, they might have some evidence of, of amyloid plaque, things that you associate with dementia. They have no symptoms. What can we learn from them? That's what this book's all about. I love it. Here is the book, Keep Sharp, Building a Better Brain at Any Age. I am going to buy one of these uh, for all the senior members of my family, and evidently, I need two. Sanjay, beautiful work. I love that you're thinking <laughs> about us and how to make us better, even when you're not on the job. Good luck with the book. I'll be talking about it. God bless you, brother. Have a good okay, weekend. brother. Thank you. Love you. Take Gupta care. Gupta thinks I'm stupid. That's what that book's about. That's why he has to come on the show. And he's not wrong. All right. So how do we get out of the economic hole caused by the pandemic? Will Biden's COVID relief bill be the trick? Plus, what did GameStop mean? What does it mean that Lou Dobbs just got taken off the air over at Fox and that there's this disclaimer before Rudy Giuliani's radio show? Is there a culture change? Who better then the renegade himself, Maverick owner of the Dallas Mavericks, self-made gazillionaire, Mark Cuban, handsome too. Next. It's been such a crazy week once again that you probably aren't even focused on Robin Hood anymore. Remember GameStop, AMC, all the stuff that was going? Robinhood finally lifted all the restrictions on stocks uh, like GameStop and AMC. Of course, the price of GameStop cratered. Uh, just as was feared. Now, look, that's part of the stock game if you know how to play the game. So the worry is how many people got hurt in that steep fall you just saw? It's a great starting point uh, for our discussion of the week with the mind of the Maverick, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban. You like that? You can have it as a title. It's good to see you, brother. <laughs> Good to see you too, Chris. Uh, I just want your take on three different things about uh, whether it seems right and what it means. Let's start with Biden, though. Uh, do you think his plan for relief is in the right direction? He said tonight, I don't think the $15 minimum wage is going to make it. That sounds right, even within his own caucus. Is he doing the right things? What else needs to be done? No, I think he's taking the right steps, particularly with stimulus. I mean, in my mind, Interest rates are 1%. And so can we earn more than 1% by investing in the people of the United States of America? And the answer is yes. I think we'll get an amazing return. And by investing, you know, adding the $1,400, seeing where that takes us. And by the way, the first stimulus and the first, you know, the second half stimulus all improved the economy. So let's not mess with it. Let's keep on doing it. And you know, and see and see what happens next. And to the people who say, no, 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 that's not real economics. You're giving them money. Shouldn't do it. They're wrong, right? The, the proof is in the pudding. When we got the first um, stimulus back in 
April, May, whenever it was, we saw growth in the economy, real growth in the economy, and it helped turn it around. I think the challenge is people have, are, are dogmatic when it comes to economics. There's the Republican dogma. There's the Democratic dogma. Why mess with what works? This is working. Mm. Uh, GameStop, what does it mean in terms of investing culture? So there's two different things. In terms of investing culture, you know, all of Wall Street has had an advantage over the little guy. I mean, look, the, the little guy has been diminished in the eyes of every, you know, traditional significant investor. Um, they're called minnows. But now when they, you know, aggregate and work together, even if it's with Wall Street bets, that creates a new set of circumstances. That doesn't mean that all their trades are going to be profitable. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to come out ahead. It doesn't mean there aren't going to be painful lessons. But if they can keep on aggregating, particularly particularly in this, this counterculture we have with cryptocurrency, with decentralized governance as a thing, and people spent the whole summer learning about it and decentralized finance, there's really something here. It's not going to take over tomorrow or one year or five years, but I think over the long term, it's going to have a significant impact and benefit the small investor. Do you hear that Fox uh, canceled Lou Dobbs and that yeah, now there's a that disclaimer? There's a disclaimer before Rudy Giuliani's radio show and the guy who put out that propaganda video that was used uh, at the Trump rally before the insurrection. Now it comes with a big exclamation, uh, explanation, a disclaimer before it. You think there's a culture shift going on? I hope so. I really, really hope so. You know, when you hold people accountable for their words by suing them in court, there's consequences. You know, lots, you know, words have consequences. And, you know, I think these lawsuits that are filed by Dominion are great. My only hope is that he doesn't settle that he takes it all the way to trial and that we get to find out exactly what, why, why what happened happened and what people were thinking when they were making those proclamations on air that were obviously incorrect. You want the discovery process, as it's called, in litigation. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And how do you square that with what we saw this week in the GOPQ, as I call it now, embracing someone they know is a kook, who they know is playing them? You know, people, politicians have been doing anything to get votes for a long, long time. And so it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, it's disappointing, but we'll see what happens, right? Hopefully, you know, there's going to be consequences to them and the folks that believe in QAnon, as crazy as it is, will will lose, right? But it's just really unfortunate and it's not good for the country at all. Uh, on your smell test, do you think this summer we're in a better place? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, the vaccinations will never go as fast as everybody wants them to. But we're already starting to see some progress here in Dallas. We're seeing the cases having fallen from 3000 plus a day to under a thousand and continuing to drop. We're seeing the reticence to getting the vaccinations declining. Um, I think really things are going in the right direction. I know with the Mavericks, um, we're talking about having first responders and healthcare workers who have been vaccinated in, and we'll talk to the city and the county about expanding our limited um, base of fans that we're allowed to have come in. So hopefully that people will recognize that we'll be able to have group outings again the more people get vaccinated and they'll see that as a reward. Mark Cuban, let's end it on the optimism. I appreciate you, brother. I know you don't have a lot of time. Thanks for spending some of it with us on a Friday night. It, it's always a pleasure, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Be well. Best to the family. All right. You just heard uh, Mr. Cuban and I discussing this interesting development over at Hate TV. I used to call it State TV, but Susan, my writer, said, how can you keep calling it that? They're not in control of the state anymore. Fair point. Fox just dumped Lou Dobbs from its business network lineup. Is it because he just got sued and he's part of that suit? That's not going to help them. So what does it mean? Is there a culture shift? Because there are a lot of guys 
more poisonous than him over there. Is canceling the right thing? Are we going to see more of it? Got a great guest, Brian Stelter. Nobody knows better. What does this mean? Next. Breaking tonight, Fox business host and Trump sycophant Lou Dobbs has just had his show canceled. Lou Dobbs tonight pulled off the air for good this evening, even though it was the network's highest rated show. The network doesn't do well, but he still was number one there. Let's bring in Brian Stelter. Why? And is this one of one or a sign of things to come? Uh, For now, this is one of one. one. I don't have a sense of anybody else being uh, dismissed this weekend, Chris. But it is a stunning move by Fox Business. Lou Dobbs was one of the only hosts on the channel that actually drew in an audience. And all of a sudden, he's out of a gig. They're going to keep him on the bench for a while, which means they're going to pay him, but not let him go on TV, which is a very weird thing to do by Fox. And it begs the question, are they doing this because of the Smartmatic lawsuit or are they doing this for other reasons? Well, the spin from Fox is that advertisers didn't like him. He was a pain in the you-know-what to management. His time was up. But clearly, this lawsuit was a big factor. Right. If they were going to get rid of people because they won't get advertisers on their show, uh, they've got some much juicier choices on the mothership channel. Yes, Tucker Carlson. Yes, that's right. They definitely do. Tucker Carlson, others are not advertising magnets. But, you know, Lou Dobbs, he, um, in some ways, he was a vestige of an earlier era at Fox News. He was hired by Roger Ailes. There are some good excuses for getting rid of him now. But you have to wonder, this is a broader change by the Murdochs trying to appease advertisers, trying to appease people uh, and try to get this lawsuit off their back. But as you said earlier, this is not going to change the lawsuit against Fox News. Yeah. Him not being there anymore is irrelevant because the behavior that's being sued on happened already. And Fox defended it. Um, Now, how do you tie this in with Rudy Giuliani's radio show on WABC now having a disclaimer before it? And uh, that guy Lindell, who put out uh, the Trump video, now has a long disclaimer before the video. What do you make of these developments? Every source I've spoken with at Fox News for the past month, I've been re-interviewing people uh, for the next edition of my book. And everybody says the same thing. They are desperate to win their audience back. Their viewers are mad, mad that Trump lost. They believe Trump actually won the election. And producers at Fox are desperate to win their audience back. That's what's going on at Newsmax. That's what's going on at One America News. So these shows are trying to feed this this fantasy story that, that Trump actually won, but they're also trying to avoid being sued, trying to avoid uh, this scrutiny and embarrassment. And, and frankly, Chris, it's impossible to do both. It's impossible to spin these lies and avoid being held account avoid being held accountable. We know Dominion has sued Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. Dominion may sue the networks next. And we know Smartmatic has already sued Fox News. There's, there's no way to have it both ways, but goodness, they are trying. Hmm. It's not going to help them in terms of the litigable nature of the claim. And it's not going to help mm-hmm. them in terms of not having to defend Dobbs because, the, you know, he's going to have an indemnification claim with them as uh, this being done in the pursuit of his work. And, you know, Fox now has mm-hmm. something uh, that wasn't as real in the first edition of your book, competition for that angry white audience. So it'll be interesting what happens. Brian Stelter, this was good. Thank you for jumping in here last second to take us through this. Appreciate you. Good luck with the new edition of the book. Can't wait to read it. All right. Thank you very much for watching us. You know, I like on a Friday to kind of try to pick some spots of things that shape the week. The Lou Dobbs thing just happened. I don't think it's a one-off. 
I don't know what they're doing over there, but obviously their business model isn't working anymore in terms of the editorial of the news. So I think it's going to be one of many. We'll see. CNN Tonight, D. Lemon, the big star right now. It was, it was interesting to watch um, the evolution of Fox over the Trump years because, you know. Or devolution. Okay, fair. I, and I, I agree with you. So here's, um, you know, usually, especially news organizations, don't usually double down on lies, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the strangest thing. Anytime that there is a mistake with, you know, truth-telling or what have you, usually immediately news, news organizations will correct it and try to fix it, apologize or do whatever. But they kept following, to me, it seems, in, in Trump's example of just saying everything, putting outrageous things out there, just continuing to do that and doubling down when it only seems so far, so far to have worked for Donald Trump. Maybe it will in the case of Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'm not so sure. But it seems to have only worked for Trump. Fox followed in that example. Didn't work for them. $2.7 billion. That's, that is real, real money right there. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're going to get that. Who knows? But every legal person I've spoken to said that this, is, um, this, this has teeth, this particular lawsuit. Well, I mean, you know, you have to be able to stand behind what you put on television. You know, usually just the specter of a lawsuit will scare a news organization into Mm -hmm. rethinking editorial. Hey, they say they're going to sue us if we do this. Usually you go through everything right then and say, hey, not do we win the lawsuit, which I think the standard should be. I always have. But are we going to get sued for this? Um, So usually people play pretty cautious. You know what the X factor, though, is in the Fox side, not the lawsuit. It's the boogeyman. It's the former president. Who does he sign up with? If he signs up with Newsmax and he starts going on TV there, he will take their audience and they have to know it. You think so? Oh, yeah. I, I had a thing, not that I want to offer anybody advice, but I had a total pivot for the state TV that they should actually, instead of doubling down on opinion and crazy, they should double, they should have done more news uh, and, and more investigating. And they should have done real news instead of, you know, the was election was stolen him. and, you when know, he, when they were home based, doubling down on, on white grievance. But when they were home base, they had every upset white person in America watching that channel. Yeah. Um, and Trump would tell them to. Trump would tell people to watch the shows that were on. Yeah. I mean, he'll, they'll never have that but again. It, Nobody it, will you know what the weird thing is, before I, I move on? So let's just say, we don't, no one knows what's going to happen with these lawsuits, right? Because that's... that's uh, got to see if they get to discovery. If they get to discovery, it's a new game. Okay. So then, and, and if, if it's all shown to be, you know, that they weren't on the up and up, they didn't tell the truth, the, the entire truth, does the audience believe it? Do they go, do they wonder if they've been led to believe BS? You know what I'm saying? Uh, judges, you know, 60 cases thrown out. There's still people who believe it. If that if organization has to pay, they have to do something. But you can only do so much, right? Change is incremental. And if a big bank like that gets bitten in the wallet hard, yeah. things will change in terms yeah. of how they allow that place to do business. Yeah. I've been in this business a long time. So have you. You cost a place money. I never have. Thank God. But if you do. Things change, D. Lemon. Knock wood. We have to knock wood. But let me just... Closest thing I got. <laughs> That's not wood. That's particle board right there. <laughs> That's mozzarella. <laughs> You're crazy. I, I'm very good. I have very good... Um, I wouldn't call it ESP or whatever you want to call it. I, can, I, I, have, I have a very good sense about things, okay? Oh, yeah? 
I feel the veil has been lifted with, with these folks. And that's why I said they should double down on doing news rather than doubling down on doing this really strange sort of alter, alternative reality opinion that they've Well, they're been only doing. getting worse yeah. since Biden got in there. I yeah. mean, I'm ready for some of those guys to show up and want to take us on like Anchorman. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm walking I, out I of the got, studio I, at night hey, worrying about a trident getting thrown at me. If you see this, these the lapels, I got the 70 suit thing ready to go. They're all, they're all tear away just in case. In, in the Clip back alley, tie. down by the docks. <laughs> <laughs> As my dad would say, Chris, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I so, know. And I That's love why you. you got a friend like me. Yeah, I, got a, I love you and I got to run. <laughs> love you, D. Lemon. Have a great week, I'll see you this weekend. weekend. Yes, absolutely. Football. Football. Are you ready for some football? Are you ready for... <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. And that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.